What do you mean, no? Just what I said, no. No means no. You gotta learn, Stanley. Every time you come up here, you got your goddamn head up your ass. Maybe he likes the view from up there, huh? <laughs> Filmmaker Michael Cimino brings you an American buddy military comedy for every generation. This, this is this. This ain't something else. This is this. From now on, you're on your own. A trio of steel-working rascals from Bumfuck, Pennsylvania, go on a journey that tests the bonds of friendship. I mean, is that some faggot-sounding bullshit, or is that some faggot-sounding... Hey, shut up, Stan, Join Mike, Stephen, and Nick as they take a wild ride through the milestones of manhood. Ultimately, to answer one question. The Deer Hunter. Jam and pull cue up my butt. Buongiorno. Jeff here with Taking the Cynic Route. Lucky number 16, I think. Yeah, pretty sure that's what it is. I'm not looking it up. But I'm fairly certain. 16. 15, 16. Yeah, 16. Sounds about right. It's been a little while. It's been about a little over a month since I've put one out. But here it is. Better late than never, right? I don't feel a need to explain myself to any of you since none of you really communicate with us either way. But that's okay because it's still fun to do and I still see people downloading it. And that's enough for me. On this episode, it is the original trio, the OGs, if you will, at the Octagon, Bruce, Guinea John, and myself, Jeffro. Uh, Guinea John just got back from a trip to Dallas, so we had an in-depth discussion about uh, flying and Dallas itself, mainly JFK assassination surrounding it, because we all know what... uh, a nut Guinea John is for that particular conspiracy. Uh, yeah, JFK takes up a pretty good chunk of this podcast in both dark humor and just conspiracy. So, yeah, enjoy it. I don't know what else to say. Uh, we also talk a little about. Sorry, mumble mouth. We talk a little bit about the Orioles, which is just sad and depressing at this point. Uh, we go on a movie tangent, everything from cocktails to deer hunter to uh, what songs the fabulous Thunderbirds tough enough featured certain films. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on this page. I just have random bullshit written down from this episode as usual. So I hope you enjoy and I'm not going to babble on any longer. Here it is. Episode 16, Taking the Cynic Route. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. We got pessimistic minds and optimistic hearts. If you're easily offended, then it's time that you depart. A bunch of dicks from Shart. Bart. Shart. Dicks. Out. What the fuck is going on? What this life's about? Pudenda. Taking the Cynic Route. Kill that Indian son of a bitch. <laughs> Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to Taking the Cynic Route. We are your tour guides. 
turd guides. That's right. We are your tongue depressors. <laughs> I'm Jeff. They call me Bruce. Guinea John, as always. For now, anyway. Guinea John is your co-pilot on Southwest. Just don't take a window seat. <laughs> or else the horse will kick the window out. Yeah. Oh, oh. Someone support a rhinoceros will, <laughs> will fucking destroy that thing. Oh. oh, my God, man. So you've been doing some flying lately. Yeah, I've been flying a lot. Um, my situation in life right now requires that I... Notice how I said requires, because uh, I'm originally from Ohio, and out there in, in that part of the country, they say it requires, require, fire. Right. And now wire. And now you're an uh, international terrorist, and, right? Uh, out here in Maryland, they say wire, require. You know, it's like they, that vowel's a little different. I say require. <laughs> Diphthong. There we go. Require. Re- require. Is that what's not that's, supposed to that, be? That's how you got, that's how Marylanders say it. And how in, does... in Ohio, they say require. Require. Well, in Ohio, they sound like fucking idiots. <laughs> Do we have any Ohio listeners? <laughs> Not yet. You know okay, what? Good. It's funny because Guinea <laughs> Not jo- anymore. Guinea John, Guinea John is originally from Ohio. Notice how I refer to myself in the third person. Like Remus in uh, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I like to sit way up close to the front. Preferably in the aisle. Okay. With bathrooms accessible and like, dude, nothing's worse than when the plane lands and you got to wait for every fucking slow poke motherfucker like to pull their bag. Like if you're it's sitting in the back of the plane when you're when the plane when you're just trying to get off the fucking plane. Right. Dude, you've been canned up in that fucking sardine can for however long. You just want to get the fuck off of there. <laughs> you can't wait an extra five minutes. Ten max. I feel like it's longer than 10. It can be long. I haven't flown enough to really right. give an opinion, but... Anyway. I usually try to volunteer to be, like, the helper, like, the person that would, like, open the door and help people get off the plane, because that way you get that seat where, like, the emergency hatch is, uh, and you get a little more leg room. That's a thing? You can volunteer to do that? Yes. Huh. I don't know what you're talking about. What the hell are you... You know how planes have an emergency hatch on the side that you would open the emergency door row, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It has a little more leg room, so shit. You can offer to be an assistant where you claim that you would help people get out of the plane, but really, as far as I can tell, you get more leg room, and if the shit really goes down, you're you have the access right there. I'm not helping fucking anybody <laughs> now is this some do they ask for a volunteer or is this something you just do on your own you're just like hey not i can southwest. help southwest no, no I, i've been asked on really? southwest yeah not on southwest yeah i think i usually fly i don't know i don't know what i fly, I fly whatever all, all they say is like if you're sitting in a row marked emergency exit make sure you're able to do such and such if not yeah that's what i remembered that like, it was just a super quick yeah, sentence I totally like they've asked and i volunteered maybe they just thought you were like a little retarded boy and they're trying to appease you that's also that's also how Thank I Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I would like some peanuts, please. <laughs> pretzels. 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 Yeah, but um Yeah, man. So recently Peanuts I, uh, Jesus Christ. 
Go on. Just a couple days ago, I had an yes. opportunity to visit Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas, made the bottom queen. You know, Rip this joint, gonna save your soul. Round and round and round <laughs> you go. Roll this joint, gonna get down low. God, my starter, gonna stop <laughs> okay. the show. Anyway, that's from um, Exile on Main Street, track two. You know, every time <laughs> every time you guys fucking yell, it's just more work for me. So just keep that in mind. Okay. I'm trying to back off the mic, you yeah, know? Yeah, okay. I, I, have some, I have mic uh, um, awareness. Do you now? Mic proximity awareness. Well, my computer <laughs> disagrees, so. Now take a look at that at that broad, whatever that's called. What, is that, what do you call that? What do I call what? A like, computer. A computer No, screen? no. <laughs> like, you know, the fucking, it looks like an EKG, you know? Like, like what is that, like a... Not a broadband. What do you call that? Like, uh, is there a term for like just when you're looking at that audio feed? Yeah, or like, there might it, be does a, it look like it clipped? Is my question. It, it didn't clip, but the point is, I have to get the volumes all equal. So I'll Isn't still there ha- some kind of normalization thing. That yeah, but does it that? doesn't. But it cur- it ruins the the sounds, quality sounds, of the audio. It does. Well, that yeah. sounds like a fucking the computer system is prop. You know, needs to fucking step up. Not you or I. Right, okay. It sounds like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, so just quit yelling into the mic. <laughs> this is how she backed them off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, recently I was in uh, Dallas, Texas. This time I won't erupt into exile on Main Street. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Big Stones fan here. But um, well, and I had a chance to visit Dealey Plaza. I'm sure you, all of our listeners, if you're clicking on something called Taking the Cynic Route, you know what Dealey Plaza is, and you know what happened there on November the 22nd, 1963. Have we talked about it before? I don't know if we talked about the... On the show? Yeah. I don't think we've talked about it on the show. Well, how the fuck would they know about it if they click Taking no, the I'm Cynic just, Route? No, I'm just uh, assuming that anybody that's interested in listening to us uh, this okay. far is going to know... Gotcha. ...about the JFK getting his head blown off in broad daylight. What you're saying is our listeners are not retarded. So, okay. <laughs> oh, we want to give a shout out to our listeners in Russia, Finland, uh, New Zealand. If it's if it's uh, Flight of the Concords, we're big fans. <laughs> I'm sure it's them, dude. I'm sure it's them. Hey, uh, what was the average student from Dallas getting on his SATs? Is this a joke? Is this a joke? No, it's a fact. What? Drool. <laughs> drool <laughs> okay sorry i yes. I, I digress dallas. anyway my, my first memory of dallas is uh you know the tv show when i was like eight years old my dad would watch it on friday night mm-hmm. J- who shot jr and all that shit you guys are probably a little before your time i remember it patrick but, uh, duffy yeah patrick you know, duffy but um yeah anyway um dallas is known for um it's not a densely packed metropolis because when when it was becoming a city like nobody really realized they were just putting up buildings wherever the fuck they wanted so there's like there are like city like buildings but they're just sort of sprawled around Mm -hmm. so that's one thing about dallas that's sort of unique i guess among major cities okay um so not far from love field which okay we landed in love field which is exactly where kennedy landed on that day right you know which is ironic as fuck you know, he landed in a place called Love Field, which I heard, by the way, is where Southwest got its start. It's that's why they have a heart in their logo. But that's a that, that's a digression. Um, yes, it is. Um, keep going. So they is is Dallas uh, Western Texas? Is that where it is? It's that state is so huge. I couldn't. Uh, you know, it's sort of like central, like northeast central kind of. I I guess. 
I, I didn't even fucking know, stop. I went there for a wedding. It was my first time ever in Texas, and I'm in my fucking 40s. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't pay it much mind. I just think of Texas as one huge fucking flat land of people that like to carry guns and vote <laughs> Republican. I mean, isn't that really, you know, the the beginning and end of it? Yeah, call me stereotypical, but... uh. <laughs> <laughs> But lo- so he landed in Love Field and, and he okay. takes that drive. I just I can't say enough that JFK film by Oliver Stone, nineteen ninety one, is so well done. Mm-hmm. Like it's three hours plus, which it needs to be to capture all of those theories. Like it's right. like densely packed in there, and it's like a good fucking crash course for anybody. If you have not seen it, listeners, please check it out. It's worth checking out. First of all, it's got an all star cast, fucking amazing all star cast. Like uh, the first fucking. The very first cast member is Martin Sheen, who only does a voiceover. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even see it. You don't even see him. He just does a voiceover throughout the whole movie. No, just in that first, oh, okay. the first right. segment of the film is a voiceover scene where they do Eisenhower's farewell address. We must guard against the unwanted acquisition of of power from the military industrial complex. Is that farewell speech where he warns about that? You know. Uh, Basically, he says that, you know, military industrial powers are going to want to manufacture wars, right. you know, just for the fucking sake of the economy and all that shit. That's crazy talk. And then they get into, like, how Kennedy was, was trying to, like, he even says, Kennedy, and I quote, in the final analysis, it's, it's talking about Vietnam and, like, you know, all that conflict in Vietnam. In the final analysis, it's that wall. They're the ones who have to win it or lose it. You know, and he didn't want the Vietnam War. You know, and he was trying to get the fuck out of there in the mm-hmm. early stages. So, dude, like three day, two or three days after Johnson sworn in, he signs a document, document two seven three or something, which like push which, Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, yeah. the war basically t- begins or continues from right. that point for the next fucking twelve years or something. Mm-hmm. So we don't have time to get into all that, but the point is, um, or the knowledge. Yeah. Um, anyway, I went to Dealey Plaza. I, I, I visited, and uh, man, Bill Hicks was fucking on point, man. He's got a little bit about this where all you need to do is go up. You go up to that sixth floor depository. <laughs> depository. So yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah it's, I keep getting that mixed right. up with, with suppository. suppository. <laughs> right. It is not a, it is not a, a sixth floor tall suppository. Right. <laughs> And, and that'd, be they, a, that'd be a tough one to take. They have the sniper's window, so the so-called sniper's window, blocked mm-hmm. off with this big glass wall, like a big cube of glass. Right. But they, like, there's like two windows down from it, which is no basically the same view. You can walk up to the window. And, dude, his fucking parade route like drives right up this road called Houston. And then it makes that oblique, weird turn onto the fucking road that he where he got shot. Mm-hmm. If you were Oswald acting alone, you had this whole fucking amount of time to just like watch him come up Houston, and like you got a straight fucking shot where he's right fucking there. If it was just Oswald, like dude, it's so obvious. If you just take ten minutes to look into it and study it. If it was just Oswald, where he actually got hit is way far away through dense foliage of a Texas live oak, which, you know, sheds its leaves in early March. In fucking November, it's got all of its leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oswald was shooting through heavy foliage, you know, 2.3 seconds to, to recycle the fucking thing that he's got, the Montmanlicker Carcano, 
you know. <laughs> and if you fucking use the Abraham's Apruda video, like, and you and you time all that shit, like, it's been fucking parsed by people many times over. It's so fucking clear, right? You know, what's really striking to me about you know watching all those old uh, tapes and you know Zapruder film and all that stuff mm. and all the footage from that day uh, is just how good Jackie O looks in red. <laughs> you mean pink, which is sort of the <laughs> approximate color of brain matter that splatters all over the place. <laughs> um. My only qualm with your, your your whole spiel is that you say it only takes 10 minutes to explain, but for some reason JFK is like, what, seven hours long movie? Oh, the Oliver Stone film? Yeah, the film. It's three, yeah, three hours, give or take. I just remember it being fucking long. I barely remember any of it because I was pretty young. You know, there's it's funny. There's a deleted scene in that movie mm-hmm. um, where they try to discredit James Garrison, played by Kevin Costner, by like they try to trap him in a men's room with some like fucking... Hey-o. Weird scene where, like, where they're trying to, like, you know how they people they get caught in men's room doing sex, like men when they're f- being gay and like political men in men's room being gay. Have you ever heard of these like fucking? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, uh, you're, you're scandals. You're the expert here. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> tapping, try, the, tapping the toe under the stall. Right. They're, they're, Glo- they try Glory to like, whole city. They try to frame him just in order to discredit him. Um. So somehow being a gay man discredit you from from any in, scandal investigating the yeah, assassination by of the that president. Time, by that time any scandal was enough. I believe it. Nineteen sixties Texas. But um yeah it's just like I don't know. Like if it were just Oswald he he had him coming up Houston in a straight shot and even if even if he missed the first shot is this all a euphemism? When they accelerate are we, are we still talking about gay men? Even if they accelerate he's still got more shots because he's coming straight toward the window. This like, all sounds gay. Right. This all sounds very gay, as, so, as Tony Soprano would say to uh, his, his psych- psychiatrist, Melfi. Her name was Jennifer Melfi. So he's coming out the window with a straight shot, shooting again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Till he, till he uh, got him right in the face, basically. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, I mean, maybe it was just nerves. Maybe he was nervous about taking a crack shot at the president. Maybe he had to, you know, psych himself up. And then once he realized, you know, he Let didn't have, wait much, until he's he, far he didn't have much time left and then figured, you know, he had to do it. He had to do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I, I had to fuck Penny Marshall once, okay? I had to fuck Laverne. <laughs> not proud of it. Not proud of it. It was before I had management. I didn't know what I was doing in my career. I did snort an L off her tip, though. <laughs> I had to do it. What is happening? <laughs> I must admit, your Kinison stuff is some of my favorite things you do. <laughs> I, I love your Kinison impressions. It's funny. I'm putting out an album where I said I, I snorted Coke off Laverne's tip. I did. So getting all the inside stuff here. And Tom Selleck soon. He was a little embarrassed about that. He was on that absolutely queer poster. And took it personal. The guy can't take a joke. <laughs> I didn't even think he was gay until he got so upset. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why is he so upset? <laughs> Side note, I saw them remaking Magnum P.I. 
Yeah, oh, what the fuck? Shit. Yeah, that seems like bullshit. Who do you but, s- who's in it? Anybody? I, no, I didn't even care. If he doesn't have a mustache, that show could fuck right off. Yeah. So, I, so I, back to JFK. Okay, go ahead. Do they give like tours where you can like ride a convertible down that street? No. I mean, you could walk right up there. Apparently, and I, you know what? I didn't like walk out into the street or anything like that. Like, uh, but apparently, people asked me when I told the story at the wedding how oh, I saw Dealey Plaza. They, did you did you look at the X? I'm like, what's the X? It's like in the road. They like put an X. I saw that. Yeah. All yeah. right. I mean, I didn't walk right up to the into the road. I mean, I like walked all around the grassy knoll, and there is a sixth floor depo- uh, depository tour you can take. It's like sixteen bucks, and they give you like headphones and a little smartphone thing. <laughs> I was say a little a little rifle. Uh, <laughs> how how much is the suppository tour? Uh, that yeah. was 32. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to take in. They like have all these stops and like you can coordinate your listening tour thing with each stop that you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it leads. It gives you all this context of historical and like, you know, all the tension. Like there was like Dallas was a hostile place. Like there were, you know, he was he wanted to go down there and shore up support for his 64 run. You know, he's going to run again in 64, of mm-hmm. course. Um Dude, but take going down there, Johnson, that's his home state. Like, if I were Lyndon Johnson, like, I'd want to be fucking president. Like, what's to stop that guy from wanting to take out JFK? Like, seriously. So, so what you're saying is Johnson plotted to kill Kennedy to boost the economy in Dallas because he knew they would make money from tours. No, not that. And- that's not the reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, <laughs> there, there, there's a scene in, the, in that JFK film where uh, that they got a good actor to play uh, Lyndon Johnson. By the way, he, um, now I want someone on McNamara night and day like a fly on shit, and um, just get me elected. I'll get you. I'll give you your damn war. Like uh, I don't know. Like did dude, you like did Johnson's you see... probably got so many friends that in Texas or you had of oh, course yeah. that for, with guns and rifles and I mean. Dude, if they needed to get a fucking a crack shooter down there, stand behind that picket fence that's behind that's by the grassy knoll, dude. Mm-hmm. Some good old boy. Witnesses heard fucking shots coming from the grassy knoll. And then the government's take was they heard echoes. They heard echoes. You know, bullshit. Plus bullshit. The, plus, and I think we've mentioned this before, Bush Sr. Was, was a, there? Was there and denies being there, even though yeah, and he even I, says online something. His yeah. official statement was, "I don't recall being there." Were his words? Yeah, like what a piece of shit. <laughs> Did you see Brian Cranston play Johnson in that HBO movie? No, I didn't. It was great. I know what you're talking about. He did a phenomenal wow. job. It was it was from the point of him taking on being president, and it basically started. It starts with him signing the the. Gulf of Tonkin Act and sending does this, more troops. Does it start with Vietnam. him like being sort of like the day of the assassination? And shit like I, that? I don't think. I, I oh, so it remember. doesn't show him le- like uh, kneeling down in the car where he's completely out of sight <laughs> no. in certain photographs. It doesn't show him like, tying his shoe at that coincidental at moment. The moment before the shots ring out, he's yeah. like bending over, tying his shoe or some shit. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, I don't believe that's why. But now there's, yeah. I don't know if those could be photoshopped or whatever. Who know? Who the fuck knows? But. Somebody knows. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of people that know. Yeah. They're all but, dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's fucking nuts. Um so much to talk about with that. But uh yeah, and there was like this couple of a couple of weird chatty dudes like 
bulbous dudes that like with tape with tape. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> bulbous. How well do how well are you getting to know these guys? They uh, they they were in charge of the suppository right. tour. No, no, not that tour. Like actually more toward the grassy knoll. They had like these like tables set up. Where they had like, you know, they were trying to sell their wares and sell their books and pamphlets. That and they were about JFK. Yeah, like oh, okay. conspiracy. You know, oh, you know, all the shit they were trying to sell. And isn't that just like a slap in the face? Like when, like <laughs> it's just been commercialized at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like giving ghost tours in Gettysburg. Like it's the equivalent. Like the bloodiest battle on American soil, and people are like, "Ooh, look for the, look for the spirit orbs." Like yeah. you can't. There's a, there's a certain tragedy, whether it's conspiracy or not, with JFK. Like, I was, I was anyone a, may, anyone tries to make a buck on anything. And when I went on that official sixth floor tour, like I, I was paying attention to, like you know, this is the is this the party line bullshits that they're trying to sell you here? Like, I mean, there there was no sense of they they were of course I didn't expect them to get into like theories of conspiracy and shit like that. Right. It was the official like sniper's nest thing and Oswald and shit like that. But um, um, you if you ever go, you need to not go on a weekend because it was like really crowded, and they would just like cycle you through. Like it's just like it's just yeah, it's too, it's crowded, and you just want to like keep move. There's a sense that you have to keep moving, but there's so much information that it's almost overload, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that might be purposeful, like going to the aquarium on a weekend. Yeah, I think there's right. something too. Like we've talked about this in the show before, how like overload of information. That's part of how they keep you from discovering anything important is that they flood you with all kinds of shit that's not necessarily mm-hmm. terribly right. to the point mm-hmm. or important. I got a little bit of that impression. But to me, the answer was right there. Like, you look out the window, and he's, there it is. This, this long stretch of Houston. He was coming down. He was probably going 10 miles an hour or less. Like, just all the way down. And then he makes that weird oblique turn, which is, like, sharper than, like, 90. It was, like... You know, like weird, slow ass turn, and then he goes down, and then he waits till he's just about halfway to that underpass bridge, and then he takes his shots. That's fucking ridiculous to me, and stupid, and absurd. Maybe his gun was jammed, and oh, and then he gets off fucking precision shots right. after he unjams his gun in that pressurized maybe, moment. Fucking maybe, all. maybe he didn't have a straight shot at JFK. Maybe like you know the dude in the front seat or something was blocking his. Was it was that the governor of Texas in the front seat? McConnelly, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you ever hear the theory that um, th- I've heard so many cr- crazy things? Maybe the sun, maybe this way the direction the sun was hitting was reflecting and blocking his view, and he had to wait until it got to the other angle. You're really pulling for Lee Harvey over there. I'm just saying, <laughs> just playing devil advocate. As long as he wasn't pulling Lee Harvey, that's it. <laughs> trying to pull him off. But... <laughs> Do you ever hear the theory that um, it was? <laughs> no, I, I, have I saw not. this video theory <laughs> once. This is, a- is going to be a good one. <laughs> We're all something ears. about how like the limo, like the drive, the chauffeur, the driver of JFK's car actually shot him because nobody <laughs> would, f- nobody would fuck would be looking at that. Right. All he would have to do is go <laughs> like just like this, and then boom, dude, right fucking there. For all our listeners, Giddy John motioned with the gun pointing behind him under his armpit, okay, <laughs> to have a direct shot to Kennedy's head from uh, from a three. Seated uh, convertible right. with multiple <laughs> other passengers in the way. <laughs> that that makes more sense, right? Yeah. Definitely. Or right, like I he, saw this batshit one that said or, uh, Jackie killed him. Or, Jesus Christ! Or, okay, so the driver maybe 
had like one of those fake arms, like holding the steering wheel, like in his in his shirt. Uh, <laughs> And then, like his his real his real arm was like underneath, like, or there was a quado in there somewhere, right. <laughs> like that like that thing when you did when you were kids and you would put your hands inside right, the long right. sleeves and put the other hand on and then exactly exactly like you had the alien popping out right. of your stomach right uh, yeah but I saw this batshit theory where this guy and I will admit the way the guy was was uh, selling it mm-hmm. was. It was not believable by any means, but I saw what he was trying to get at. Mm. But the motion that Jacqueline Kennedy makes when she goes, it looks like she like goes under his chin with some, and he like, these guys were trying to make you believe Jacqueline shot him with a revolver, like under the chin (laughs) and then crawled over. Like it was ridiculous. I'm all for a good conspiracy, but you got to draw the line somewhere. People. I know that to me. And I just, like, I got to say, like, talk about, like, I don't know what her life was like after that day, but every time that woman closed her eyes for the rest of her life, she must have seen that head, his head exploding like a fucking watermelon. Like, I mean, she was, like, too, she was, like, a foot away, if that, and and she was looking right at him and that shit happened. Yeah, like, but you also is... don't know her feelings towards him since he was raw dogging everything that fucking breathed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Like, they may not have been on good terms. But just seeing that up close like that, it's like Faces of Death, you know? I'm watching like it. Or Bud Dwyer type I'm totally shit. watching it along. You're watching the, this the total Zabruder film? Uh, I'm watching oh, the Christ. JFK shot. I've uh, seen that Jack, more Jack, than enough. Jackie Kennedy shot JFK <laughs> video. <laughs> and I've you know when, when they sta- When they stabilize the film and you look at the angle and the way her motion is, right. I mean... It is... Right. It's not not believable, but you can see why they're trying to push it. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, I can see why they latched onto this and it was like, well, yeah. you know, it does kind of look like it's exploding <laughs> out from the angle where her hand is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I would say no to that, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that didn't make your list of possibilities. Not right. quite. So, yeah, I mean cuz looking at this the driver definitely uh it was, you know, that's much more convincing. Feel <laughs> under the arm. <laughs> now, can you tell that it's a three per or a three seat convertible in that um film you're watching? Oh, one of the things I learned that the oh, con- there's, a ton, governor, there's a ton of people in this. Yeah, yeah. Connolly, the governor and his wife are in the middle. That was they're called jump seats where they I think right. they, they're not typically there, but they put them in. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that was one of the Mandela effects. Uh, people remembered to they didn't remember six people being in the car. Right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have. Right. I wouldn't I have just, either. You know, unless just you're, looking at this video. Yeah. If you asked me how many people were in that car, I would have told you four. Right. But people will swear to it just because I guess you typically think of a convertible. They just haven't either. seen. The Zapruder film enough times like right. like we have. You know, mm-hmm. That's just I don't know if that's Mandela as much as just like ig- ignorance. Not and I don't mean that in an insulting way. Just like ignorance. Yeah, the definition of it, and not knowing something. You know? If you don't watch it like seven times a day, like like somebody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen it enough today. <laughs> it is it is crazy to think. A modern day president being picked off like that, right? It's crazy to think like I don't know, like they there were people that were in the government, then Pentagon and shit that warned him like not to do it, and 
don't no. have the bubble top put down, and he like just I don't know. The story is that he just declined all of that and just did it anyway. Um, I guess he's regretting that. Yeah, I don't think he's regretting much of anything. <laughs> And there's like those autopsy photos, which is fucking crazy too. It's like brains all hanging out, and, and Google it is. <laughs> um, images looks like a squid. Looks like his head, and then there's like a squid coming out, like like some sort of weird Lovecraftian. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JFK. Don't mean you know, enough time's gone by. Comedy equals tragedy plus time, as they say. God, his head was fucking annihilated. Squash your fucking head like a grapefruit. <laughs> pretty, pretty much the extent of it. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so good trip. <laughs> they uh uh, there was an episode of Mythbusters or something. I don't know where they did that. And there was another episode. We could talk about this for a minute. There, there was an episode of Mythbusters uh, that I saw that they actually recreated everything. They, you know, built a, you know, gelatin ballistics dummy. They I put it in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. it down. That's what I, uh, I saw, yeah. And they did the exact angles and everything to test the magic bullet theory. Uh, and the results that they got were actually in sync with the magic bullet theory. With the fact that it could hit a certain person, ricochet off and bounce through, and you know, it's because they're paid Discovery Channel shills. Oh yeah, working for the government. No way, man. Yeah, it, it is horse shit garbage. To uh... do you know, Johnson was uh, Jamie's uh, uncle from that show from MythBusters, Lyndon Johnson. Nah, motherfucker. <laughs> the fuck? Come on, <laughs> uncle. You've all heard, have you all heard that little uh, telephone, it's on YouTube, it's like a telephone conversation that was recorded where Lyndon Johnson calls his tailor, yeah. and he's like uh, ordering pants or something, <laughs> and he says something, I-, I want it to be a little loose down there where the nuts hang, down down there by the bunghole, and I've just like given to you everything that's worth hearing, like in that last, in that five second, like that's the two things he says that's worth hearing, if you care to hear it, search it. Um, apparently he was hung like a Shetland pony and <laughs> and he was not afraid to show people like they said he whipped his dick out on Air Force One multiple times for wow. whatever stewardess was working at the time. Wow. It was his M.O. His ammo, as they say. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, those Texans, they like to hold their fucking uh, short arms. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An inspired act of God should happen here and put a Texan in the White House. No, that's a good question. Did you see a lot of sidearms on people? Were people carrying guns walking around I there? I saw one. 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 Okay. Yep, just one. Um, Do they sell bullets at the depository? <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. What? Ki- where are you going with that? I was just asking. Like, like new know. bullets or used bullets? Like... <laughs> Like replica, commemorative, oh, magic bullet replicas, commemorative bullets. I'm reminded of the great Bill Hicks. He has a little thing that he says where it's like, "Why do Christians wear crosses? Do you think if Jesus wants Jesus Christ, if Jesus ever comes back, that he wants to see a fucking cross? That's like going up to Jackie uh, Jackie Onassis with a rifle pendant." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's true. Right. It's totally true. <laughs> the last thing Jesus is going to want to reminisce about is the one time he was fucking mutilated on a cross. <laughs> um, Why not? Yeah. Anyway. We, we can't talk about the fish or the water or the wine or the... You know. We can share the women. We can share the wine. That's a Grateful Dead song. Um, We're all supposed to remember the sacrifice he made for all of us. Okay, guys? Oh, well. If Jesus saves, will he better save himself from the gory glory seekers who use his name in death? Ow! <laughs> That's Jethro Tull. <laughs> You're just full of full of one-liners tonight, yeah, aren't you? A little bit. Well, uh, a little sprinkle of tequila in your evening will do that. <laughs> tequila. Wait, was that my tequila? No, I brought oh, it from home. Oh, okay. I did not drive with it, though. I mean, I I did not start drinking it until I arrived. <laughs> um, also on Mythbusters it was, once. It was totally your tequila. <laughs> no. You I, have tequila here? I do. I, no, wouldn't, I wouldn't care if it was. No, I was just busting fine. your balls. I saw also on Mythbusters once yeah. something about where they, something about like if you were just released into outer space, how long would it take you to die, and okay. what would be the actual cause of I you saw dying? that one too. Now, what do you remember? It was like two something minutes. Would it, be, su- would it be suffocation, lack of oxygen? Would it be freezing? I thought would it, it be... was from cold, from okay. from the temperature. That's what ultimately killed you because they they were basing it on they were like the uh, the total recall. Uh, where where he get, goes out and his head explodes in the right. atmosphere, and would that really happen in outer space? The, the theory was you would like expand and explode in seconds. That might have been it, actually. Something about pressure, maybe. Right, but that, they call it, they said that was bullshit. Hmm. They said you would just die from it was either extreme cold or lack of oxygen. Yeah, really. uh, it's been long you, you enough would, where I don't remember. You would die from uh, a mutant uprising. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Trying to get back to Mars, obviously. So get your ass to Mars. So get your ass to Mars. See you at the so party, get, Richter. So get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> so, uh, so lack of oxygen will make you black out after 15 seconds. Then about 90 seconds, you're too far gone to be saved. Wow. 15 seconds? That sounds like bullshit. Because you can hold your breath for a couple minutes. A couple minutes? Can yeah, you? 100%. Can we time you? How long you can hold your breath? Maybe closer to a minute on that. I am willing to bet I can go at least a minute, and I'm a smoker. <laughs> so a healthy lunged person, the record is something crazy, like 13 minutes. What? Jesus. Look it up, man. I am. I, like a good, I, like I a good diver can hold it for like four minutes. I wonder though, because when you're on Earth, there's a delicate balance of like Holy pressure shit. that's outside of your body, and your lungs are reacting with that pressure. I wonder if that's thrown oh, off maybe in the outer vacu- space. The vacuum of space sucks so, it out. In 2012, a German free diver, Tom Sietis, held his breath underwater for 22 minutes and 22 seconds. There you Jesus go. Christ! How is that even possible? That's fucking insane. Yeah, because he's he's not a slob like us. Oh. Like he can he like, can. He doesn't smoke a pack a day, and <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to max out in like 15 seconds. Uh, I can. I this mean, we right. used to hold it during, uh, like, going through the tunnel. Right. I hold. There's it a up. story called "Through the Tunnel." Actually, is this about a, d- a dirty story. No, <laughs> it's funny you <laughs> say is through is the tunnel. Euphemism? I remember having to read it in middle school or ninth grade or something. It's about this fudge boy, tunnel. This boy who feels peer pressure 
and he's Here we got go. like he's got to swim like hold his breath and swim under a tunnel and he risks his life to do it and that's all I really remember. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure he lives. I don't remember. Right. But you said is you black out after 15 seconds and then what kills you ultimately? Did you see? Uh, it's a lack of oxygen. Okay. After like 90 seconds, you'd be too far gone. The oh, okay. Come back. Right. right. Well, that kind of makes sense, right. I guess. So, are we doing this? Are you going? Are you going to time us? You, there's a there's a clock right time on what? here. How long we're holding our breath? Are we really doing it? Yeah. So we're. It's just going to be dead air. Yes. Yeah. Let's not. No, <laughs> I mean, you can do it, and we'll keep talking. I mean, I, I figured somebody would just be narrating. We should do it do one it. at a time, and the other two people should talk. So, what's the winner get? <laughs> A headache, oh. <laughs> yeah. an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel a need to really do that right now. But I mean, hey, we can do it later. Uh, we'll update. We'll update the listeners after the fact. All right. <laughs> Fine, but I uh, guarantee you it's not going to be twenty-two minutes. Fuck no. One of my favorite scenes from JFK is Donald Sutherland makes. He's got this awesome scene. Costner's character. Jim's Jim Garrison meets him at uh in the Washington D.C. mall, like about a monument in the Lincoln Memorial and shit. Okay, and Donald Sutherland. I'm just bringing up Donald Sutherland so I can say the name of his son, Queefer Sutherland. That's it. <laughs> that was the only reason I brought that up. Holy Christ! <clears throat> Queefer Sutherland was my fantasy football na- uh, team name before I I gave up. I just can't devote enough time to it to make it worthwhile. This is the kind of podcast we run, folks. In case you're, yeah. So aware. you listeners, you need to email us. Get get on the horn. You know, like give us some feedback. Tell us something funny to share on on the, on on the air. We will we will share your funny stories. Discussion yeah. discussion ideas. Any reactions to what we're talking about? Any new discussion ideas? Any shit stories? Oh, we had, we had a listener uh, send in a reaction. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I should think not. <laughs> You're right. It was actually this yeah. <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> that sounds a little more like it. But I agree. Motherfuckers need to email so we, we know what we know. There's literally tens of you listening. Yeah, because pimping ain't easy. <laughs> Pooping ain't easy. Pooping. Any good? So, sh- go ahead. Any I, good, I wasn't going any anywhere. Good shit stories. Yeah, you promised us some good stories from the road. Some good from That's you true. when you were on tour. Oh uh, well, we'll get into that some other time. Well, well, yeah. Hey, hey, no, no this is look, bullshit. We're we're, we're at, only thirty nine minutes in. We got at least <laughs> another forty five minutes of solid time. My, my brain's not firing on all cylinders tonight, oh, dude. You must not want to talk about it. <laughs> well, we're, sorry, man. When you're not here for an episode, we're just going to make them up, and it's going to be way worse. Good enough. Sounds like a lot of thing. suppositories. Well, that's not far removed from the truth. Have, has, Jeff, have you told your shitting in the library book? I know you've told me many times, but have you told it on air yet? Wait. In the... In, <laughs> it's bad when I have to question which one <laughs> you're talking about. I know we discussed... In the library the, book return. The, yes. I feel like we yeah, have we, we mentioned that. We have right. talked now, about I, that. I wasn't sure if you were going with the MLK book. Okay, you want to tell that one? That was not me. That, we know who that wasn't you. Yeah. It, <laughs> I remember the name of the person. I don't know the person, but yeah, I remember Let's not name. bring that up. We're not going to say the name. Okay. This was back in, in the school days, but someone... At Jeff's high school. At, at, it, yeah. So somebody <laughs> apparently shit inside 
They took the book from the library, an MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. biography, mm-hmm. took the book, I'm assuming, into the bathroom, shit into it, closed it, and then put it back on the shelf. And it stunk for weeks before anyone found it. And the same kid, I believe, also shit on top of the water fountain. He was just... <laughs> and that person, um, because I know... Uh, I know a person who teaches at that school that you went to. Yeah. And uh, that person actually tells stories to this day where they, that person's nicknamed the Mad Pooper or something. Like, so, oh, so people remember People it? are okay. aware, of, yeah. uh, absolutely aware of that yeah. phenomenon of that happening. The Phantom yeah. Pooper. The it's Phantom the same Pooper kid. or the Mad Pooper. Yes, yeah, something like that. Be- become urban legend. Rightfully so. How disgusted would you be if you opened a fucking book and there was just a turd in it? You know what? I think I would know before I opened it, and I just wouldn't open it. I would be able to sense. I'd know that, that it was already inside there. You know what I mean? shit sense would kick in. I have a feeling this, this MLK book is... is Tainted. <laughs> oh, tainted in more ways than one. Smuggling a turd. What a terrible thing. Yeah, what an asshole. That's all I have to say. I don't know what's worse, the now, actual did, act or the the book that he did it in. I was going to say, did he pick the book Obviously specifically yes. like, to make a statement? N- knowing who it was, yes. I would say that. Like I said, not a very good guy. <laughs> okay. It was definitely a statement. And <laughs> whether you agreed with it or not, it rang true as far as... <laughs> Whatever he he was he was trying to get attention and he fucking got it. Yeah, to a I mean, degree. I guess you know anonymously. <laughs> was, that makes it almost even more sinister because right, you're, the, the you're fa- doing it, letting it si- simmer for a week or two, and then you don't even. You, he never got caught right. in any of the situations. He never got caught, mm. and he just sat back and enjoyed like like stand by me like fucking now it's shocking that if other people knew ass. if other people knew about it that he didn't get caught cuz you would figure that word would travel this is true and eventually the wrong person would hear but this is before overhear. social media so that helped that helped him not get caught i think i guess but i feel like every time somebody did something fucking stupid in school they eventually got nailed for there's it. another kid speaking of funny shit stories in the where jeff went to high school um, this kid who had drugs in his locker, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> and uh, and then they called the lockdown, you know, which you know, which means that the drug dogs were being brought into the building. They okay. called it over the PA, and the kid was like, "Holy fuck!" You know, so he goes to the principal's office, and, and he's like, "What's the story?" He's like. I shit my pants. Like, he went and he admitted that he shit his pants just to be able to get the fuck out, like, to be able to have an excuse to go home. Right. He, like, laid all his dignity fucking completely, like, just shat his dignity away, literally, just to be able to get away right. from being busted with the weed right. in his locker or something. Did I get that right for the uh, most part? I, I believe so, yeah. That sounds right. And the best part is, like, the kid smoked with his parents, so his dad didn't give a fuck. Right. So, we actually have <laughs> drug dogs at my work that like walk around with security guards and stuff inside the facility. Yeah, that's a why. 
Are I they don't know. Are they sent for pharmaceuticals more so? People trying to steal them or I, some shit? Can you really smell? Can, do you think dogs? I think can there smell are dogs that can smell every fuck any fucking thing you train uh, them to. They, they they can see dog okay. noses are so fucking sharp, dude. They can train them to smell any fucking thing. I, that's I, my that's my that's my belief. I don't know about that. I want to say that a lot of that's just a ruse, just a like. Because okay, here's here's a thing I actually read recently. It's funny you bring this up. That in all these states where they legalize marijuana, mm-hmm. the argument from the police side. Now I'm not saying I'm not taking sides either way, but uh-huh. the argument from the cops were that it's so hard to retrain the dogs, and the dro- dogs do not differentiate between the drugs. They just have these sense that they're trained to pick up on. And it's so hard to retrain them that their argument was that it shouldn't be legal because we're going to have to kill all the dogs. We're going to have to euthanize these dogs because they're not going to be able to be retrained and put back in society. And there was people claim, you know, wait, meaning that the dogs are going to sniff out pot and waste their time or something because if it's legal, then the dogs will just be wasting their time or something. Is that what you mean? Because they'll be sniffing out weed pretty much. Yeah, well, there's actually articles now saying that they're Jesus trying to Christ. train these dogs to n- ignore weed right. in search for other things. Because it's a big deal for – stupid. Because there's – I know for a fact there's only limited canines per uh, like precinct, mm-hmm. per, per area. And it's a kind of a big deal to get them to come out and search a car and all that shit. And especially if it's just for weed, which is now legal in some of these states. Right. I mean, if but there's how, limited canines and fucking have them retire and have a fucking trooper, Mark Trumbo, fucking take the fucking dog home and have it as their dog. Like, they don't got to fucking kill every canine dog. I agree, but That's... They're, they're saying these dogs can't <laughs> go back into the society. <laughs> Notice I said Mark Trumbo because he's a personality list state trooper fucking guy who... <laughs> is a cur- I, don't, I don't think he has a good effect on the Orioles clubhouse. I'm not a fan. I mean... <laughs> You went there out of nowhere, <laughs> out of left field. Like, I don't know. Like, they try to celebrate with him when he has a good hit, like, you know, or give him a pie or water cascade, whatever. Like, at least he's batting his fucking weight. Unlike yeah. some people who are making 50 times the amount he is. He likes to strike out with RISP, but then he'll do solo home runs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, So I would, anyway, I would love anyway. to go with you to the batting cages one day and just see you swing a bat. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I I feel you. I understand. I understand. Like I, I'm I'm not capable of doing that. I know. I know. So I was always worried at work <laughs> that like I'd be walking down the hallway because you know there's these guys that I was in band with. Uh, I for like a little that while. bandwidth. So it's a different word. Go ahead. That you know they'd smoke a lot of pot and stuff. Oh, they would? Right, yeah. I, you know, definitely not me. <laughs> but just, not. just from being around them, you know, be, you being around these guys. You got a tropical contact high. <laughs> I would figure, you know, perhaps some would, you know, seep into my clothing, you know, my jacket. Like if I, you know, it, it, during the winter months, you wear your jacket. Uh, so I was always wonder if like the next morning I'd be walking down the hallway and the fucking dog would come at me. <laughs> At yeah. work. I don't think their noses are Would that Would you good. not change your shirt or something? Or? I mean, just a jacket, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I wear my weed shirt to work the next morning. It'd be a great idea. <laughs> Remember that song Kokomo by the Beach Boys? Give me a tropical contact high. 
That's that song was in like 1988, man. The same year as Red Red Wine. Was that was, was and that Wild from, Wild <laughs> Wild West? Wasn't that from the cocktail soundtrack? I believe so. Yeah, because it's when he opened the bar up on down on the beach, and he. Which one are you saying now? Cocktail. Kokomo. No, which song? Kokomo. Okay, Kokomo, okay. right? It was like the Beach Boys' last real hit. Dude, Tom Hanks anymore is like, I mean, not Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so, which was also "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Okay, so here's. Oh yeah. Do Do you want the cocktail soundtrack? Sure, whatever. Wild Again by Starship. Jesus. Powerful stuff by the fabulous Thunderbirds. My mom bought that this. Was... My mom bought this soundtrack. By okay. the way, and we used to listen to it on cassette. In a fabulous Bronco. Thunderbirds had a great song called "Tough Enough." Are you tough enough? <laughs> I feel like that was like Roadhouse. Uh, that was uh... Ah, what was that from? It might, it's probably I, don't think, I don't know if it was from anything, but there was a video and everything. It's definitely in a movie. Right. I feel like it might have been Roadhouse. It might have been. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Since When by Robbie Neville. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> don't Worry. That's Aaron. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. Oh, yeah. Bobby uh, McFerrin. Uh, what's Bobby McFerrin sound like when he falls down the steps? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here was another another big one. Uh, God, this, this song was short. It was only a buck forty five. Uh, the hippie hippie shake by the Georgia Satellites. Oh wow, that's an oldie from um, the late fifties, I think. But Co- go ahead, Kokomo Beach Boys, Rave On, John Cougar Mellencamp. I wonder oh. if that's the Buddy Holly remake. Rave On is a Buddy Holly song. Don't know. I don't remember. Oh, well, the hell of the little things you say and do. Make me want to be with you. Actually, it was a song written by Sonny West, Bill uh, Tillman, and Norman Petty in 1958. First recorded by West for Atlantic Records. Uh, And then Buddy Holly recorded a song later the same year. Good, good. And that version became a hit. Tillman. So a Tillman Tillman that likes to to, to do hits, likes to give hits. (laughs) Like Chris Tillman. (laughs) Likes to do hits. (laughs) Do hits. Go ahead. Uh, All Shook Up by Rye Cooter. I'm all shook up. (laughs) Cooter, Rye Cooter. What is that like? Jewish Poontang? <laughs> Rye Cooter is an amazing slide guitarist. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's an instrument. I was gonna say he, he wasn't he. He though? did all the guitar for Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Him and Steve Vai. Oh, nice. Um, oh, I love you so, Preston Smith. Never heard of it. Uh, and Tutti Fruity by Little Richard. Wow, Richard Penniman, one of the last survivors. Man, he and Jerry Lee Lewis are the only two left. So uh, the powerful stuff by the fabulous Thunderbirds. Uh, you're saying that was a '50 song? Wait, that was from 1989. No, I said "Rave On," which we already covered, was a '50 song. You said that? No, no, no. Hippie, said, hippie, shake. Hippie, hippie, shake. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Uh, yeah, Chan Romero, 1959. Mm. Interesting. He was just 17. The Beatles song. did that in their cavern days. It's such a weird. Soundtrack for like an '80s bar film, right? Like it's a lot of rockabilly bullshit in there. Like, yeah, no, I mean not the. I say bullshit. Not it might have been when the Straight Cats were in kind of that era. The Straight Cats were mm-hmm. bringing that back a little bit. Yeah, it's just it's weird because I've watched that movie a bunch, and don't ask me why. But I was gonna say you've watched Cocktail a bunch. I've watched Cocktail a bunch. There was there. Was, I had a I had a phase. And, Were uh, you like the cock in your tail? No, that wasn't the phase. <laughs> but um, it's just the movie had nothing to do with anything 
like remotely regarding any of those songs <laughs> except right. for Kokomo on the beach scene. So what's like, the movie? I've never seen it and I don't care to. It's just like Tom Cruise, like, you know, smelling his own farts and like being proud of himself. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. You nailed it. Nailed yeah, it on the head. Though. Like he's a bartender. He, he, he wants to like make it big. He's, he's like reading all these uh, self-help books and he's going to business school and then eventually just starts making cash as a bartender and getting all this tail and trying to bang the chick from uh adventures and babysitting right? uh elizabeth shoe maybe elizabeth shoe yeah is she in adventures babysitting i believe so okay. i believe she was the babysitter wasn't she in leaving las vegas yes she was okay. also yeah, adventures babysitting yeah. uh, and uh, uh and this karate one, kid she was also the karate kid girl who's the guy that mentors him the australian is he australian or british i think he's australian it's, it's brian brown isn't it yeah that sounds from, right from fx and other shit i feel like that sounds know. right wow well, Anyway, he's, he's Australian. It, there's nothing really to yeah. it. It's just a. It's just like a random. Yeah, Brian Brown, Junior Gershon's in that. Jesus Christ, that was before like anybody knew who the fuck she was. I guess. Uh, Ke- Ke- Kelly Lynch, and I still don't know who the fuck she. No, <laughs> you know who Gina Gershon is, not by name. Uh, how about by rack? Uh, by rack, <laughs> <laughs> that actress. Nah, still not really. I can't say that I do, but that's okay. I don't have the, the encyclopedic film knowledge that some people did, have. Did you ever see Bound? No. Did you see Showgirls? Nope. I don't know if to tell you. I saw Showgirls. I didn't realize it was the same chick. You're talking about the older lady that he... Yes. Yeah. Anyway, garbage movie. I don't know why I've seen it so many times, but... Maybe it was in rotation you know, I, at the well, right yes. time. Well, yes. It was on... I think it was just like on HBO, and it had tits in it. And I was at that age. Exactly. That's, that's all. That's all it need. That's all you need, man. Yeah. That's all it took. So. Wow. Um, what was the song that we were trying to remember? Oh, um, fabulous Thunderbirds. Tough enough. Was that in a movie? Okay. Ain't that tough enough? <laughs> remember that dude was dressed up in like it a- might be in Roadhouse. I looked it up. I didn't see. No. It's definitely. I don't know. It's definitely been in a, at least one soundtrack because that's the only reason I would know that song. They were out about the same time as Georgia Satellites. Okay, so, according to Wikipedia, the song has been used in multiple films. It appeared in the 1986 film Gung Ho, starring Michael Keaton and Gede Watanabe. Is that about like a uh, Japanese like car factory yes, or something? 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're trying to take over the Americans. Uh, the 1986 film, which I own, The Naked Cage, which is a... <laughs> Women in Prison film. Wow, of course uh, you own that. 1986 <laughs> film Tough Guys with Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Wow. 91 film Ricochet with Denzel Washington and John Lithgow. Jesus. And 2007 film The Game Plan starring Dwayne Johnson and whoever. Uh, it was also a Married with Children uh, and they're mentioned on the American Dad episode. Yeah, so not... I am willing to bet I know it from Married with Children. Maybe. If I had to guess. Uh, yeah, because I wouldn't recognize it from any of these films offhand, right. but I really feel like it was like a Roadhouse thing. Yeah, maybe it was on the jukebox, or maybe it just or... maybe it just wasn't on the soundtrack. Or maybe I'm just confusing it with like any other Huey Lewis song. It's funny <laughs> they all sound the same. It's funny how like you just mentioned Denzel Washington and John Lithgow were in a movie together that I've never fucking heard of. So many like actors, you never heard of Ricochet? No. Oh man, so many actors like that you know and love from the great movies they've done they have done a string of movies that you've never fucking seen or heard of or cared about. Like it's interesting. Um, yeah, imagine that. There's movies you haven't seen. 
Uh, what saw, a fucking shocker. <laughs> I saw... Spoiler alert. I, I, I texted you guys earlier about how Margot Kidder died recently. Yeah, a and, week uh, later. You yeah. texted us. Well, that's when I saw the, the blurb about it. But right. it's, in her obituary, it said something about how like, she had some breakdown in the late 90s where she was like found in somebody's backyard like mumbling and drunk or that. something. Yeah, what was that all about? She just had like depression breakdown or some shit, drinking issues. I don't even know. But uh, after Superman, she never f- had any more success and sort of fell by the wayside. And Was she... I'm trying to think... Was in the original Black Christmas? She was she? Was, yeah, there were that and some other horror movie sisters, was mentioned. Brian De Palma. Yeah, Brian De Palma. Yeah, sisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who was, was really the one good. that was in Scrooged that played Bill Murray's love interest? Um, who was that in there? Was it Karen Allen? Maybe uh, that sounds right. For some, I always who always look who looks a hell of a lot like. Uh, yeah, I, I always got two of them confused. It's funny because I actually wrote up a Margot Kidder and her. Yeah, okay. I actually wrote up a, right. a movie the other. Yeah, it is Karen Allen. I wrote up a movie the other day crediting Margot Kidder in it, and when I went back to look at it, I realized it was Karen Allen. Okay. So I had wow. to go back and like rechange everything. So now I don't feel bad. Right. No, yeah. I, get I don't co- get those two I mixed up only because Superman was such – those Superman films, man, I was like right. that formative 8, 9, 10-year-old when that shit came out. Yeah, Karen Allen's the Marion in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that yes. stuff. Yes, yes. Right. Oh, that's Karen Allen. Wait yeah. a minute. Oh, I'm thinking of Karen Black now. No, definitely not Karen Black. Okay, okay. Karen Allen was all, uh, also in uh, Animal House and Starman. Right. And There's a Starman waiting in the sky. <laughs> hey, do, do you know what... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> do you know what uh, David Bowie's last hit was? What? Heroin. Jesus. Wow. What's the matter? Um, What's the matter? <laughs> so Karen Black, Karen Allen, Margot Kidder. Okay. Now when you say go going crazy, who was the one that David Lee Roth going crazy? No, definitely not. <laughs> who <laughs> Who was the chick? Yes. That was in Oh, she played um Einhorn in Ace Ventura. Ooh. And and she went. She wanted to be uh, Catwoman in the Batman. Oh, oh, um, and she, um, um, and, went, and she was in Blade Runner. Yes, uh, and she went crazy, like right, yeah. Following the fuck is her fucking name? Uh, what Tim Burton is that who did the Batman? Wow, yeah, I don't know this like, story. She would like dress up as Catwoman right. at these premieres and stuff, and stalk Tim Burton. I think she even went as far as like because she really wanted to be Catwoman, and it like made her insane. And she never really. Did anything after that? I can't wow. remember her fucking name. Uh, where is cast? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young. Thank That's God. it. Yes. But, yeah, she never did anything after, like, she, like, fell off the fucking face of the planet wow. after she didn't get that role. Yeah. Uh, Do you know? I mean, she, well, she still did stuff, but it was, right, not quite the level of, you, you know. know the, I got a question for Bruce. Yes. Uh you know how a lot of times I see, and I've never clicked on this stupid clickbait bullshit. Like, you know that stupid clickbait that you see, like when you scroll, when you're reading some internet story and you get to the bottom and it starts turning into this clickbait stupid shit yeah. they want mm-hmm. you to click on. See how they look now. Yeah, all yeah. kinds right. of and then, like, stupid each one's garbage. One's a page with 32 pop up ads. Yeah, yeah and then you got to click through one at a time, which is garbage. Fuck all that. I hate it. <laughs> right. Like, I'd like to piss on people that post that. I'm with you. Yeah, if um, it's a slideshow, anyway, I automatically just exit. Fuck yeah, that. pretty much. It's garbage. Yeah, if it's not on one page, fuck yep. you. My question right. is, one of those says, uh-huh. these are 
Hollywood actors that nobody will hire anymore or something because of sh- some crazy shit that they did on set or they have a reputation. And I guess my question for Bruce is, are there any that good ones that you know of off the top of your head that we don't have to click click through some bullshit garbage to hear about? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Like, no, what's I, the dude from American Pie? Sean something or other? Who, that skinny blonde dude? Sean William Scott. Stifler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Stifler, he's got huh? some rep, and I, I never right. clicked you into mean, it. But You mean who just got hired to replace the other guy from <laughs> Lethal Weapon? And the Lethal Weapon <laughs> okay, so that's a yeah. bunch, bunch of bullshit right. then. Fuck it. Yeah, I was going to say, out of all movies. the American Pie people, he probably got the most work. Yeah, seriously. Him and, uh, well, I guess, what's it, Jason Biggs got some stuff. Yeah, he but was in Orange, Orange is the New Black. Is New Black. Yeah. Oh, is he? I yeah. didn't even know that. Just but the yeah, first, they not, tried, not they, the whole thing, but the first couple seasons. They tried to push Jason Biggs in movies for a minute, but it didn't really quite work out. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get it uh, But yeah, some of his other guys, like Chris Klein, that was in like two movies, yeah, and he, he like fell off the planet. I don't know what he did. Shipwreck. Shipbreak, whatever the fuck is Finch. Right. He doesn't do shit. Nothing. Um, the one, the other dude. Tara Reed. Her Tara plane to what about NATO um, movies, right? What about um that guy? Well, um, she apparently had some. What was that guy's name? Um, Billy Zane. Yes. He apparently fell off the map for some reason that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he was in fucking Titanic or anything. Uh, he was. <laughs> I have to know. I finally saw that movie properly. And fucking Bill Paxton's in that shit, right, too. Right, yeah. Uh, no, Billy Zane had a reasonable career, I guess. He's still doing he, shit. He was the Rocketeer, wasn't he? No. No? That was Billy Crudup or something, wasn't it? What's uh, the Rocketeer? What's that? It was some old... thing I, with him and Jennifer Connelly. It was like an what ad- movie's that? It's called The Rocketeer. Jeez, I never heard of that shit. <laughs> the like Rocketeer. Some, uh, was that Billy Crudup? Crudup yeah, was in so. uh, Almost he, Famous. Almost Famous, right. And uh, Big Fish. Never yes. saw that. Oh, Big Fish was great. Oh, Big Fish is fantastic. I saw Fish Called Wanda. You should see Big Fish. That's up your fucking alley. Really? Man. Yeah. It's a great story with... Yeah, you should definitely see it. Billy Campbell is who the Rocketeer was. Okay. And Jennifer Connelly was the girl. Oh, who the fuck is Billy Campbell? He was the Rocketeer. Apparently. That's about it. There's also in a movie in 1994 called Dickwad. Jesus Christ. There's <laughs> a character named Chet. That pretty much explains it. Chet, like in Weird Science, right? Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind too. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was in the he was in Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Francis Ford Coppola did a Dracula with Gary Oldman as Dracula. Oh, that was Coppola. Leonardo I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that. Well, now you do. Was that the Anne Rice one interview with a vampire or some shit, or is that no, different? That was called, are you are you trolling right now? <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was called interview with a vampire. That all shit runs together <laughs> to me, Brad like Pitt and Tom Cruise. <laughs> that shit runs together with me for me because I don't really care about it that much. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, Dracula. Was that the one where they interview the vampire? <laughs> no, I know that was. A, I know that was like a separate movie. I, I mean, didn't sound like you did. <laughs> right, right. Let's, let's roll the tape back on that one and uh, allow the judges to uh, decide. <laughs> so yes, Billy, Billy Crudup was. I'm on tracks. That movie was so good. Yeah, it was. That's one of my favorites. I'm gay. <laughs> Isolate that, please. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna be fine, folks. <laughs> We're gonna make it. <laughs> All right, so Billy Crudup, Mission Impossible Three, Watchmen. I forget who was in Watchmen. He played uh, the big blue guy, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, that I have Billy not Crudup. seen. 
with his big blue dong swinging around the whole time. Um, reminds me also of Vincent Gallo, Buffalo '66. Mm-hmm. Is that you've you've seen that? Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. You seen it? I've not. Christina Ricci, and uh, it's actually pretty good. Uh, I like he's they got like prog rock in there, like Yes and King Crimson songs are in there, which that that's what sells me on it personally. Uh, and to tie everything in, uh, Billy Crudup did play Theodore H. White in Jackie, the Jackie Onassis biopic. Full circle. Hmm. Indeed, indeed. Is that the one where Katie Holmes played her? No. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Katie Holmes did play Jackie, and it was the Greg Kinnear series. That's what it was. The uh, Kennedys. okay, okay. Which was good, uh, by the way. Apparently there's a new Bobby Kennedy documentary on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but... Remember how last time, one of the previous episodes, we said how Selma Hayek and Penelope Cruz were, like, the same person? And... Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, uh, I also sort of believe Karen Knightley and Natalie Portman are this are kind of like I they're they could be the same fucking person to me. Like they look so similar. Like you could throw one in a rider in that mix too. <laughs> the three of them. I would like to. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I've had a thing for Natalie Portman for a while. Just there's something about her. Karen Knightley, not so much. Oddly enough, but I see what you're saying yeah. for sure. It's just. So what's Big Fish about? Like that you that you tell me it's so good. Big Fish is like it's just like an epic tale of this man's life and the right. Man- so basically, Billy Crudup goes. Go, to go visit- ahead, take it, take it, <laughs> take it away, Bruce. <laughs> Billy Crudup goes to visit his dying father, uh-huh. uh huh, who's been known to regale everybody with his tales mm. of his life, his travels. Uh, all of which are somewhat exaggerations, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's Hence always the telling the story big of the fish. big fish. Right. Uh, meanwhile, the whole time, you know, since he's had this larger-than-life personality, he, f- you know, his son feels like he's just been removed from this whole thing. So he's trying to, you know, realizes his dad's dying and is trying to get closer to his dad and find out who his real dad is uh, as they're going down through all these stories. And these stories are being flashback the whole time, and he's being played. At, the young father is being played by Ewan McGregor. Oh, and you get to see his stories play out. It's it's just it's a good. Okay. Thing. It's really really good. Yeah. For, I mean, it's you know one of Tim Burton's Tim Burton grown up movies as compared to like his weird little fantasy things. Yeah, All it's, right. And I would say like storyline plus cinematography, everything everything just matches up to make a good film. Mm-hmm. Good. So, and I might even have that one on DVD, not newfangled Blu-ray. It's funny how we, Natalie Portman and then we went into Ewan McGregor, Unplanned, which is like Star Wars fucking reboots. It, um, those are the two main actors in the Star Wars reboots. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> Albert Finney plays the dad. Albert Finney. Okay, never mind. <laughs> He played, was he the one who played the old Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, I think you're right. Fuck yeah. You like that pull? Good pull. Good pull. I don't know if that's right, but. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm just going with you. I, I, Albert fin- Finney reminds me of Peter Finch a little bit, who was in Network. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Network actually. is uh, really fucking solid. Yes. My life, ha- my life has value. This is like the longest game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon we've anyone has ever played. Yeah, speaking of rabbit holes with movies, I was talking about that earlier. Like, <laughs> I'm not seeing Albert Finney on Saving Private Ryan. Damn it! 
It looks just like him then. We'll just go with it. Maybe it was Matt Damon in an old fat suit. Also <laughs> possible. Anywho. So, yeah. Any other presidents you want to talk about getting shot? Well, it's funny. Okay. You want to talk about interesting stuff. Um, Aaron Burr shot me. Um, James A. Garfield, 20th president, was shot. And he actually lingered, I think, for, I want to say, four months or something crazy. Um, and actually, what ki- wound up killing him is when they were trying to cure, when they were trying to heal and cure him, is what killed him. Like, they fucked up. Like, they, they were trying to get the bullet out. Mm-hmm. And I saw some, some thing about this, like, where they actually pulled brought this magnet and they were trying to like put this magnet on his back to to get the bullet to come out and all this weird shit and it wound up fucking him up more and it got infected or something and it was like um so that was an interesting tidbit about that um McKinley lingered for a little while too um not like not like Lincoln and Kennedy man who were gone like really really quick like the and other, the other two lingered for a little bit. That was a duel, right? If I'm not, which it, one, McKinley? No, no. Who, which one? Who the Alexander fuck Hamilton. Hamilton. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Duh. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and this was after he was already president, but he tried to run again later. Because um, he actually uh, served for two terms, or like basically for like. 80% of a term and then another full term because he took over for McKinley. And he made this promise, like, I'm not going to run again after my second term because Washington didn't. And he made that promise at the beginning of his second term, and then he fucking regretted it. Um, so and four years later, he tried to run again. And while he was running, some guy shot him pretty close range. But the bullet hit, like, he had this, like, folded up speech that was, like, I don't know, many, many pages, and it was folded and it was in his breast pocket. And then he had, like, his glasses case, which was sort of metal also. So those two items, like, the bullet went through both of those things. And then it went into his rib or some shit, and well, he like, survived. It slowed it enough that Yeah, exactly. Right. So the actor that played old Private Ryan is a man named Harrison Young, mm-hmm. who I'm completely not familiar with. But apparently he's been in some stuff that I've seen. So, like, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Phenomenal movie. Shaving Ryan's privates. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Speaking of mindfuck movies. Never seen that one. You ever see uh House of Games, I think it's called? Yes, actually. Yeah. Ever seen House of Wax? Joe Montana yes, or something? Yeah, Joe Montana. Um, and the redheaded actress, I don't know her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. <laughs> uh it's written by Oh, Mamet. David Mamet. Got it. Weird. And Chicago playwright. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Have you seen that fucking gem? Shockingly, no. Wow. Have you seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Just bits and pieces. Oh my god, it's so yeah, good. That's one of those things. It's like I can never catch it from the beginning. Like whenever it's on TV, it's you know, I always like, uh, it's all dialogue. Like right. it's just these real estate agents who are just like sort of like cutthroat, like some of are complete mediocrities and pathetic. Others are like sharks. You know, it's like these intermix of these people. Like I've seen the Alec Baldwin speech. Oh, oh so it's, good. It's kind of like our dynamic in here. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross of podcasts. So I'd be the I'd be the one with the brass balls. In other words, is what be, you're saying. 
Yeah. You know what it takes to do a podcast? It takes brass balls to do a podcast. <laughs> ABB, always be broadcasting. <laughs> First prize is a Cadillac. Second prize, set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. <laughs> So yes, yeah. There's a you know there's a few movies from that era, the '90s. It seemed like most of the '90s, I was kind of going back and watching a lot of older stuff. You know, renting a lot of you know crazy movies on VHS, and kind of ignored a lot of the current movies then. That uh-huh. as I was catching up with older stuff. So there's kind of a little bit of a you know some of the more interesting indie films from that era that I hadn't seen. Did you just rip? <laughs> I think you did. Uh, as far as you know. Uh, no. I think we, uh, we might need to save that as there, well. There's so many movies, man. It's impossible to have seen them all, truly. Yes. Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. That's that fact. <laughs> <laughs> it is impossible to have seen all of the movies, yes. <laughs> so what else can we do besides just randomly naming movies and actors? <laughs> yeah. List by list. Nothing. That's, that's all we got. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy, uh, are you guys familiar with Tim Kennedy? No. Did he get shot? No. Oh. Well, he may have been shot, but he survived. Okay. He was on He was on uh, Rogan's podcast recently. Okay. And, uh, but he... He's an MMA fighter. He's a former like army special forces guy. He's got all these elite, you know, manly prerequisites, whatever you want to call them. Right. And he also hunted or hosted the show Hunting Hitler on History mm, Channel. Okay. It was one of the hosts. And they were just going into that. It was interesting hearing his actual thoughts not being spewed on the History Channel like mm-hmm. as the host. And between hamburger and Geico commercials, yeah. Right. I, I understand, I agree. But push comes to shove, he's he totally believes that Hitler got away and moved to South America. I think most of us believe that, don't we? Yeah. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of proof pointing that way. Mm-hmm. I really? Had, yeah. Uh, for a lo- the longest time, Russia held what was believed to be the body and then skeleton of Adolf Hitler for decades. Like it was their pri- it was a prized possession by the mm-hmm. Russian state, mm-hmm. and they agreed to have genetic testing on it. And when it was tested, and this is all factual, when it was tested, it turned out to be the remains of a thirty five year old female. Jesus, mm-hmm. and it was Ava Braun. Well, that's what they said. I wonder if the shit was still on her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was probably gone, but who knows? That might have been the DNA they tested, but. Um, and then so that what his his statement was history is definitely wrong like what the narrative that was taught for for so long oh, yeah. is total bullshit whether he got away to south right. america you no one really but there is lots of quote unquote evidence pointing in that direction i had no idea the uh the amount of like german um settlements in south america like, all the Nazis went to Germany, right, apparently. Right, yeah, yeah. Or all the Nazis went to South America. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they settled in, like, Argentina and Chile. And he's like, you can go into certain cities, and it looks like middle 20th century Germany. 
Like wow. everything. You can walk into a German bar in the middle of Argentina where everyone's speaking German, everybody's white, and everybody is like, it's just nothing but like deer pictures. It looks like you're at fucking a German restaurant. Like deer heads, you mean? Yeah. yeah, every, yeah. All that stuff. Lederhosen and beer steins. Wow. And, wow. Fascinating. R- regular Oktoberfest. Exactly. Uh, I know Leon Trotsky, who is like a Russian revolutionary guy or whatever, he, he went to Mexico in the, his later years, and he actually had an affair with Frida Kahlo, the artist. Um, that just reminds me of that. Was that the eyebrow? Yes. Gotcha. Played by... Played Selma by Hayek. Or Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, or I think it was Selma Penelope Hayek. Cruz. Yeah. That's take, funny. Take your pick. Zeta-Jones is, to me, separate. But Or... Uh, Oh, That's just funny don't... because Selma Hayek out of those three would be separate to me. Okay. She is definitely the hottest. You've never seen Dogma, have you? I saw it when it first came out, and okay. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. But I did see uh, Across the Universe where she plays the nurse. Okay. That yep, she's smoking yep. hot in that. Yeah, she's way hotter than both Penelope Cruz and Catherine Zeta Yeah, Jones. agreed, agreed. They all have their qualities. She uh, Selma Hayek just popped up in uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, which I actually thought was really funny. And what else popped up? <laughs> <laughs> so my dad actually Mouth cancer. Has. Oh, that's the other one, Zeta Jones. Oh, see, yeah. see, I can't even keep it straight. So my my dad actually has uh, some chairs. Some some some. Rec- <laughs> I know where you go with I this. thought you were going to say he had some, man boobs or something. So the, like, these recliners, like these these home <laughs> these home theater recliners <laughs> that were actually Salma Hayek's. Uh, oh yeah, the guy that was like remodeling Salma Hayek's house. Uh, they they you know bought all these uh, chairs and they're trying to organize her home theater, whatever. Does he sniff the seats and on a regular basis? That. that was literally the first question I asked my dad <laughs> when he told me that. I said, "Did you smell them?" <sighs> uh, so yes, that's all there is to that story. You beat me to the fucking home line. theater. <laughs> home theater. Did you hear about the Happy Roman? No. He was gladiator. <laughs> I do like that one. I, I can't take credit. I heard that first in The Deer Hunter, delivered by Christopher Walken. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that what one. What a great... That is a good movie. That's, a good one too. That's got the most intense fucking... I don't know. It couldn't. The scene can't be any more than five minutes, seven was, minutes. Was that Scorsese? No, no, that was, uh, Michael Cimino. Yes, okay. the scene where uh, De Niro and um, the guy that plays what's that guy's name who plays like his John friend? Savage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. De Niro and John Savage are captured and they're prisoners of war, yeah. and they're in that little hut, the, the Russian Vietnamese roulette. hut, exactly. And they're forcing them to play Russian roulette. Right. Mm-hmm. That scene, to me, I've never seen a scene more intense, like in a Hollywood film. And that was all filmed. In Hazleton, Pennsylvania, where half of my family hails from. <laughs> Little town. Yeah. And then you got the dweeby dude, John Cazali. Oh, yeah. He was Cazale, dying of bone Cazale, cancer Cazale. during the filming of that. Fredo from The Godfather. Right, yeah. He popped um, up in a few movies. You know, he, he popped up in so many good movies in the 70s. And, and uh, he was actually, he and Meryl Streep were in a relationship and deeply in love. And he was dying while they were making that film. And then he, after it came out, he died. Mm-hmm. Fucking sad. She looks really good in that too. She's usually not yeah, someone she, I think she of as looks like good an attractive. That. Yeah, you know, to me, 
Yeah, because she was uh, probably like what twenty four. <laughs> yeah, maybe. This is like way pre Bridges of Madison County, right? But you know, generally, uh, yeah, genitally, genitally, <laughs> genitally, she's very attractive to me in that movie. She very. devil, <laughs> Roseanne. Right, death becomes death her. becomes her. Yeah, that was another classic. Yeah. So in that, so. Once again, we're just randomly naming <laughs> movies and actors. So, in, in the period of six years, John Cazale, Cazale, yeah, yeah, however Cazale. it's pronounced, Cazale. Uh, appeared in five films, all of which were nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture. He was in The Godfather, The Conversation, Godfather Dog, Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and then Deer Hunter. Yeah, yeah, wow. So that's a, that's a hell of a run. Good run. There. Maybe you got cancer from just being awesome. Maybe. <laughs> that's a fucking shame. He actually plays a real dickhead in The Deer Hunter. He's like not a likable character in The Deer Hunter at all. You are correct. Hmm. You said bone cancer? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And that's cold-blooded, man. (laughs) We got to get that Price is Right sound. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Please do. I have it on my phone. I yeah, have it as a God. button. Right. I, I used yeah. to have that too. And the then... archer fail button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you were mentioning the Neville brothers before, all I could think of. <laughs> it, yeah, well, I could think of the family guy singing. You know, Peter does that multiple times. His, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so looking at his filmography, I didn't realize those were the only five films he was in. Uh, really? Yeah. I thought maybe there were some other ones that I just didn't know about, but no. Yeah, that's mm. just those five films. And the short and then some archival footage in uh, Godfather 3. Wow. That's crazy. Freddo! I know it's Papa! you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. That's great. Havana's great. Anybody I know in Havana? I don't know. Hyman Roth, Johnny Olo. Ah, I never met those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. You dumb guinea. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Gene Hackman talking to you. He's talking to you. <laughs> I got to clean. Maybe. I, I should have cleaned up. That was my sample. I should have cleaned it up a little bit. It's a little like, it's from a V8. No, it's it's from a VHS. Tape. Did you record that with your phone from your no. VHS <laughs> playing through I, a TV? I use an MP3 player, but through a TV. Yes. Okay. I'll find a better one. Find a better one. It's not long into the movie. It's like ten minutes in. I'll find it. Well, I got to piss like a racehorse. I kind of do too. So to be honest, so want to call guess, it? I guess we're calling it. All right. Well, it's an hour 23. It's a yeah. good good run. I'm sure people will enjoy. Damn right they will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the cynic route. Yeah. You know, take it at more often. We're here for you. We're here to help you, to, to guide you through this uh, buffet of madness called the world. And uh, feel free to hit us up on our Patreon email. You know, give us some feedback. Give us some topics. Give us some, you know, give us some, even if you want to actually disagree with us we would welcome that we we love we want some dialogue get get at us bro get at us 
Don't tease me, bro. <laughs> bro brother or sister, you know, because we don't discriminate, you know? See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. If you guys want to contact us or follow us through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can get all of our handles at our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. If you want to email us for guest opportunities or topic ideas, you can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. And if you really like what you're listening to and we made you laugh and you got a couple bucks to spare, you can check out our Patreon page. Any amount per month will help us cover the cost of doing the podcast itself between production and hosting and domain registry and all that fun stuff. So until next time, like, download, and share. Taking the Cynic Route.